Mishnah. Okay? So you base them at Aleph, two lines down, there's a Mishnah. It's like the Mishnah. Mishami Ayrim. Ain might see in Loya Sakatan, Valeas Lola, Valeas Safer, Taira Doshasarabim, who be sell Matirin. Says you're not allowed to carry out these different types of items into the Shasarabim to the public domain on Yamtiv. Not a katan, not a baby, right? Now, why are you carrying out a baby? So, what, why would you think they would be allowed to carry? Since when are you allowed to carry a baby? And yeah, so presumably, what this means is, for the sake of doing a bris milah, belayas lulav, and not the lulav, right? Belayas sefer tera, not a sefer tera. There's a the public domain. But Basila says it is permitted. Now, you guys are asking yourself, one second, what space am I talking about? So who said anything about public domains on yamtiv? Right, so what we'll see is that it's actually not as simple. And even Basilo says you're allowed to take something out of the public domain on Yamtiv without an Eruv. What we're talking about over here is a public domain that does not have an Eruv to render it a you know a, a less than a public domain. Even Basilo says that you are allowed to take these items out. He's specific to these types of items that they actually have some sort of a purpose. Basilo agrees that if there is no purpose at all, then you're not allowed to carry. Okay, so the fact that you're allowed to carry on Yamtiv without an Eruv. Right, so in Palo Alto, it's not relevant, and San Jose, it's not relevant. But up, up in San Mateo, they don't have an Arab yet, right? And I don't know how quickly they're going to get an Arab. This Chabad is not so into Arab in the first place. So they're not going to have an Arab. And Wayne's going to say, oh, it's awesome. Rosh Hashanah, I'm allowed to carry. Sukkot, I'm allowed to carry, right? There's a big question. Let's say it's after davening on Sukkot. And it's after the final davening on the second day of Sukkot. And you can leave your talus in Shul, or you can take your talus home with you. You can carry it home. Right now, when you carry it home with you, do you need the talus on yom? You don't need the talus on yom. If you're not going to need the talus until after yom, right? So even Beit would agree that you're not allowed to carry the talus home if it has no serves no yom purpose at all. What's the definition of yom purpose? We might go very very low with what is necessary, but to carry a talus home for after yom is a machlekes. Are you allowed to carry that when there is no ira? Okay. So the Gemara, Tani Tana Kamei Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Someone shafts a oilas nedava. Oila means a burnt offering. That almost the entire offering, except for the skin, is burnt up on the mizbeach. And a nedava means it's a voluntary, it's a vow offering. He is loika. He gets malchus. You're only allowed to bring a carbon on yamtav if it is a carbon that part of it is going to be eaten from. But a carbon that is fully consumed by the fire, you you burnt it and you slaughtered it. You're doing work on yamtav that you're not allowed to do. Oh, you may ask, well, it's for a mitzvah. Just because it's for a mitzvah is not, is not enough. It has to be oichel nefesh. It has to be something done for your benefit, for your physical benefit in this world, a physical pleasure, not just a mitzvah pleasure. Amale, so he said back to him, who, who's the person who said this to you? It must be Beshamai. The Amri, because he says, Beshamai does not agree with the concept of mitoich. Mitoich is a phrase that you may have heard before. And you probably will hear again. Mitoich in this context means because of this, then that. Okay. So mitoich shahutra, because it was already permitted the taking out of certain items, let's say for the, the, the that are necessary to take out on yamtiv, and therefore became permitted to even take out other items. The e that, that are not actually for the tsayrich of yamtiv, for the for necessary for yamtiv purposes. The e Amri, they say, since it's permitted, since you we are allowed to carry out things that are necessary for yom observance, permitted also to take out things that are not necessary for yom observance. Then hachanami, so to over here by karbanus, once it's permitted to shacht when it is for that is necessary for yom in other words, for oichal nefesh purposes, when you are shachting something for 
to eat it on Yom Tif. According to Beis Hillel, it should also then be permitted to shecht shaloyletzerich when it's not necessary for eating on Yom Tif. Maskevla Rabba, Rabba challenges this. How do you know that Beisham and Beis Hillel are arguing about this point? Dilma, the Iruv, the Haitzah, the Shabbos. Maybe they're arguing about like this. There is a halacha that you have uh, Eruv and carrying out on Shabbos. And the Machlekas is, do we say that when it comes to Yom Tif also, you need an Eruv to carry? Maybe that's the Machlekas. What does this mean? Mar Savar, one of them holds that Eruv Haitzal is Shabbos, Eruv Haitzal Yom. In other words, Vishame says that the same way that you needed an Eruv to carry on Shabbos from one area to another, so to a Yom Tif, you need an Eruv to carry on Shabbos from, uh, I'm sorry, you need an Eruv to carry from the Rishas Rabbim to the Rishas Ayachet, or sorry, from the Carmelist to Rishas Ayachet. And then the other one says, The halacha that you would require an Eruv to permit carrying from one domain to another only holds true for Shabbos. It does not hold true for Yom Tif. as it is written. There's a warning a Pasuk not in Torah itself, but rather in Nevi'im. And this Pasuk says, And you shall not take out a load or a burden from your house on Yom HaShabbos, only on Yom HaShabbos, because Shabbos in the Yom Tov Loi. Only on Shabbos you're not allowed to take out a load, but on, on, on uh, Yom Tov you are permitted to. Now you might ask, one second, that's only in the Nevi'im, that's only in the Prophets. How do you see from here that this halacha is true across the board? Maybe that's only, you only can actually derive something if it's written in the, in the five books and not in the Prophets. Well, the distinction to be drawn over here is like this. What we see from here is conceptually, what was the practice that they were doing in those days? And we see that if the practice was that they would only be willing to take things out from their house on Yom Tif and not on Shabbos, right? So we see that only on Shabbos was the problematic without an Erev, but on Yom Tif without an Erev is still. So perhaps that's really the answer. Maskevler of Yesu. Yesu challenges this. Elamiata, if according to you, then lift the Gubavan. So why do they have to argue about a case? If, if indeed the Machlekes was the Machlekes, when they're, if you don't have an Erev, are you allowed to carry, right? So why do they have to go talk about these cases where these cases are all cases where there's some level of tzairach, some level of necessity, but it's not a yomtiv necessity. Let them talk about a case where it's not necessary at all for carrying, right? Carrying stones. Since they do not argue about a case of carrying out stones, see that really they're arguing about a case of when you carry out without a, any sort of defined purpose that, that would, that would um, allow you to carry on yomtiv. Bechon also says that the Machlekes Bisham Hillel is dependent on whether or not you believe that since it was permitted to carry for specific purposes, for your own material benefit, is it then permitted to also carry for non yumptive purposes? Somebody, he's, he's really making a lot of trouble. He takes the get on Nasha, right? It's the, the, the sciatic nerve, they call it, or the, you know, the displaced sinew. You're not allowed to eat it. And he cooks it in milk on Yom Tif, and then he goes and he eats it, right? What, how many different malachas will he be over? How many different prohibitions will he be in violation of? Like a Chamesh, he's going to get four malchas. Like a, <coughs> he's going to get the malchas. He's going to get the malchus for cooking the gid on Yom Tif, and you're not allowed to eat it. So if you're not allowed to eat it when you cook for that, then you're going to get malchus. 
so too you should not take the matanas to the kain on on um, on yamtiv, right? The same way you can't take the actual chumma, you don't take matanas. Amru laham. So Beisela says back to Beisham, right? Loy, you can't say this. When it comes to truma, right? You're not allowed to actually, the benefit of, of it cannot be separated on Yamtif. Can you say that about on Yamtif? Then indeed the Matanis, it really is permissible to happen. In other words, the, the Matanis, which comes after you shecht an animal, you're allowed to slaughter the animal for the sake of eating it. And once you slaughter the animal, then you're allowed to go give the, 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 the thing to the Kayin. Whereas the, the truma is not allowed to be separated because that's considered to be a different type of action which would not be permitted on um, the, the, just to speak this out, when we say that there's a, something impermissible about taking truma on yamtif, right? We don't mean that there's something to arise. I mean, there's something as Rashi speaks out, the Chachamim do not allow you to take off truma on, on yamtif. It's something that we've come across many times already in our journeys through Shas, through Dabiyami, that we've seen that you're not allowed to take off truma on Shabbos or Yom Tif, and the reason is because it's considered to be mesak and mana. It's considered to be rendering something uh, fixed in its final state, and that's not something you're not permitted to do. Sakta Gemara, Kasaka Daitach, we thought to say, Shahur Mu Mihayim, that they're both separated today, and they were slaughtered today. Vishahur Mu, or Vishahurmu me emesh, Vishanishkatu me emesh, or the 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 truma, not the truma, the chala was separated yesterday. And it was slaughtered yesterday. Mani Maslisan, who's the author of Mishnah? It's not Rabbi Yasi, it's not Rabbi Huda. So then rather it's going to be the Achairim, the others. Who is the Achairim? The Achairim is Rabbi Meir. Netanya, we learned in Rabbi Yasi. I'm a Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says, Don't argue about the Matanas, the gifts for the Kahuna that were separated already on Arab Yantif. They are allowed to take them together with the gifts that were separated today and the gifts that were slaughtered today. Where do they argue? They only argue about taking them by themselves. So Bishami says, You're not allowed to take them. says, You're allowed to take them. And this is how Bishami Paskin. Chala or matanis, matana lekayin, but shuma matana lekayin. But Shammai says, listen, you compare chala, which goes to the portion of the chala that goes to the kayin, the matanis, the portion of any animal that you shach that goes to the kayin, and the shuma that goes to the kayin. Kashim shim elichin is a shuma. The same way you're not allowed to take the shuma to the kayin on yom tif. Kachim elichin is a matanis. You're not allowed to take the other presents. Amar lehem beisela beisela says back, light, not true. You say that about Shuma, where you're not allowed to actually take it off on Yom You say this about the gifts of, of the, of the Kayin that you are allowed to, right, to separate it on Yom Tif. You can't compare the two cases. Don't argue about Matnes Kahuna. Everybody agrees that you're allowed to take the Matnes Kahuna. Their only machlekas was on about truma, about taking off the truma. says you're not allowed to take truma. says you are allowed to take truma. Both taking the chala and the matnas kahuna are a present to the kain, and so two truma is a present to the kain. The same way you're allowed to take those other two matanas, you're also allowed to take the truma. Amr Lambe Shame says, Loy, not true. 
If you say this about the matanis, the gifts of the kain you're allowed to separate on yamtiv. Would you say it about chuma where you're not able to actually separate on yamtiv because of this masakin mana issue that you're you're um, perfecting it? Remember, says back. Both agree that chuma cannot be brought. They only argue about matanis, the presents that are given to the kain from the animals that are shechted. Let's say our Mishnah is the opinion of the Yachayim of Rabbi Meir, not Rabbi Huda. Because the, the, uh, the Mishnah it seems to say that everyone agrees that um, everyone agrees that you can't take Truma, right? And only Machlekes is you're allowed to take the other things. Does the Mishnah teach explicitly that it was separated today and slaughtered today. It just says it was separated. Maybe the case is that it actually was shechted yesterday and not today. So how do you have any proof from here to the, or that big machlekes by Rameir and Rabbi Huda and Acherim? Well, then we should be able to say that the machlekes and the Mishnah has to be according to the opinion of Rabbi Huda, not the Acherim. Because now, even Beis Shammai would allow taking the matnas kuhunanya, you could even say it agrees with the opinion of Achirim, the others who we think is a mayor. But Bahanat the Nishkatu, me Amesh. We're talking about a case where the animal was shafted yesterday before Yahweh. Iyache, Haina Rabbi Huda. Well, then that's really the same thing as the opinion of Rabbi Huda. The Machlekas between them is are you allowed to bring it together with other presents to the Kayim? According to Rabbi Huda, Eshamai will permit you to take this matanis to the Kayim from the animal that was shafted yesterday, together with matanis to the Kayim from the animal that was shafted today. Whereas according to according to Beisello, according to Rebuda, that he would permit. Whereas according to Achirim, even that Beishamai would not permit. follows says that Beisello allows taking truma to the kain anya. the the He had a big jug full of truma wine. came upon said to him. Am I allowed to take this jug of chuma wine to the kain on, on Yamtif? Amalei said to him, Achayam Rabbi Huda Mashmol. This is Rabbi Huda's name, Mashmol. Halacha Kirviyesi, Halacha follows Rabbi Yes. Ushpazichna, the Rabba Bar Rechanan, Havilei is Suraisa the Chardula. So the, the host of Rab, who is the son of Rechanan, he had these uh, Suraisa the Chardula. He had uh, uh, like bundles of uh, mustard. Amalei, so he said, Mao lif for Chuche. Right, the Feruche Umechal Minayu Yamtif. Are you allowed to crush them and eat the Zanyamtif? Now, why would you think you're not allowed to? So he said, <coughs> the reason why it wouldn't be permitted is because technically you should have actually separate, you should have crushed these mustard and created mustard seeds before Yamtif and not waited for Yamtif. He wasn't able to answer the question. You know the answer. Aslaka made the rabbi came upon a rabbi. Amalei said, You're allowed to. Rub the grains together to take the, the grain out from the shaft, and you're allowed to crumble the beans to get the seeds out on the yamtif, right? And the reason for this is that it's not done in a typical fashion. The things that are done in, in the way that it is typically done that would be asur midaraisa on Shabbos, you're not allowed to do it on a rabbinic level on yamtif, certain categories of malacha, okay? These things would be permitted on a daraisa level on Shabbos, and therefore on yamtif are permitted completely. So the Gemara says, Abaya challenges. If somebody rubs these grains together on Arab Shabbos, 
then tomorrow, he can blow them from one hand to the other, and then he can eat them. You can't do this with a kinoin, with some sort of a, a separator, and nor with a tamchay, nor with a big, a big dish. If someone rubs grains together in Arabiyam, you have to think blow them one little bit by one little bit and then eat them. And if it's one little bit, it's one little bit, staying in the same hand and not going from one hand to the other, then you can even do it with a with a kinoin or with a tamchay, with a big dish. Of a leib tavla, but not with a tray. Of a leib nafa, and not with a sieve. Of a leib kvara, and not with a, you know a different type of a, of a sifter. Right? These are utensils that are typically used to process large quantities, and therefore, even if technically it's permissible to use them, the concern is that people may think that you're processing large quantities. You're not allowed to process stuff on yom for after yom. So therefore, you're only allowed to do this in a way that makes it clear you're not doing large quantities. Me'er yom in. But the implication was that this would only be permitted to be to rub them together on Arab Yamtiv and not on Yamtiv. You can even say this is true on Yamtiv itself. Since he said in the first case he talked about Arab Shabbos, so in the second case he talks about Arab Yamtiv. If so, you are allowed to rub these grains together in Yamtiv. Then we find a case where somebody has the right to separate Truma. On right? Why? Because the problem over here was that you, why would you ever separate the truma on yamtif? Why don't you separate it before yamtif? You're not allowed to actually finish the pile on yamtif, right? You only, you only have to start taking truma when you finish taking care of all the processes, right? So now what happened? You finished it before yamtif because you can't do it on yamtif. So then you should have taken truma before yamtif. Chazal don't want you to take truma on yamtif because you, should, you shouldn't have pushed it off till yamtif. You should have done it before yamtif. Now, one second, if indeed you could actually finish it through these interesting processes and these hacks, that you can actually finish it on Yom Tif, then why can't you take Truma on Yom Tif? It's not, but it's taught in Mishnah. Loy, not true. Our Mishnah taught that Truma you're not allowed to take up on Yom Tif. But according to this understanding, that you actually could do the finishing process on Yom Tif in these various minor quantities, then how could you say across the board, right, unconditionally, that there's no taking Truma on Yom Tif? That's not true. Sometimes you could take Truma on Yom Tif. Like Kasha, it's not difficult. Turning the page. Harebi, Harebi, Yisrael, Yehuda. One was according to Rebbe, the Brisa that says you're allowed to rub the grain and eat it. That's Rebbe's opinion. Rebbe Yehuda says that, that you're not allowed to. What's their machlekes? The machlekes is, Rebbe says that everybody agrees that you're allowed to rub it. The question is, are you allowed to then take up truma? Rebbe says that you're not allowed to take up truma, and therefore you can never take up truma in Yamtiv. But, 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 um, but Rebbe says that you actually need to take up truma, and once you need to take up truma, then you're allowed to take up truma in Yamtiv if you finished it on Yamtiv. And therefore, there's no question. And tomorrow, we will continue and we will analyze the Brisa that is going to support this idea.